Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Okay, talking about sexy bodies, everybody. One of the most important things to make you sexy is really being in touch with yourself, knowing who you are. Because that means you're going to be projecting confidence. And believe it or not, one of the best ways to get to know yourself is to examine your dreams. You might be wondering, are there really valuable messages in my dreams? Well, we have an intuitive expert and spiritual psychic, Nora Tricello, and she'll correct me if I said that wrong when I introduce her, reveals that dreams are intuitive signs meant to assist you. She's here today to reveal the hidden secrets behind your dreams and how much control we have over what we dream, even if we dream at all. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what's coming up. But first, we want to share the latest offering here at Modern Love Training because this is where you get the opportunity to be with me live and in person and really do the deep work to transform your life, whether it's your health, your love life, your wealth, your success, whatever it is, this training, the very last training we'll be doing in 2018 is for you. We're going to be breaking your invisible chains. You'll learn seven steps from frozen to freedom and your true power. Now, this is for you if you're tired of struggling with areas of your life where you feel frozen or stuck. And if you really think you're ready to break those invisible chains, then take action right now. Go to Eventbrite and register yourself for the last Modern Love Training of 2018. It's going to be December 8th right here in our Modern Love Training Center. It starts at 10 a.m., goes until 6, and it is worth the price of admission and then some, and you'll receive something really extraordinary. We have a special guest who will be joining us live, and that's the medical Qigong master, Ellie Cohen. And you'll get to hear more from Ellie on an upcoming Modern Love podcast. Okay, let me go now to the Dear Dr. Brenda question. And by the way, keep those questions coming in, guys. Okay, this one says, Dear Dr. Brenda, a group of friends has invited me to hang out with them on New Year's Eve. They plan to go to Times Square, watch the ball drop. I like them, but I hate that idea. I used to party around New Year's, and I went to Times Square a few times in my 20s. This is my friend's first time in New York, and I know it will mean a lot to them to see the ball drop. I like the idea of being alone and thinking about my life. I'm afraid to tell them I may not go with them. They may call me corny or even a party pooper. How should I address this native New Yorker? Aw, native, 
come on now. New Yorkers are known for speaking their mind, and this is the time to do exactly that. There's a time in all of our lives when we fear disappointing others in order to be true to ourselves. And since we're talking about the power of your intuition and your dreams today, it's important that you honor what your intuition is telling you. Honor that there's something else that you need. And tell your friends. You want them to have a great time in Times Square. You know they're going to enjoy the ball dropping. You've got an inner ball that's dropping, and you need to do that on New Year's Eve. And you'll hook up with them and have brunch with them on New Year's morning when they sober up. All right? Do what you need to do. So let me tell you about our guest, Nora Tricello, who says intuition is data processing too fast for our conscious mind to comprehend. Mm -hmm. Her book is The Science of Intuition, How to Access the Inner Net, not Internet, Inner Net of Intuitive Knowledge. She guides readers through several techniques designed to make intuition an accessible, understandable, everyday occurrence. Imagine that, if you could access your inner net Every day. Welcome to the show, Laura. How are you? Nora, excuse me. Hi, Dr. Brenda. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. Now, tell us about you. How did you get interested in things like the power of dreams? The power of dreams, I have to say, came from studying under uh, Dr. Henry Reed at the Association of Research Enlightenment. That's the Edgar Casey Foundation in Virginia Beach. I was always curious about dreams, but once I became one of his students one-on-one and I learned about the dream helper ceremony and what was involved, I said, I'm going to take this on. And I tracked my dreams for a couple of years and just found them fascinating, loaded with guidance, loaded with assistance. And uh, I eventually stopped because once you start training yourself to remember your dreams, you wake up and you want to interpret them. Well, when you train yourself to remember your dreams, you're going to have five, six dreams a night. You're oh, busy interesting. Half the morning. So this is something that you actually trained yourself to do. Remember, because one of my first questions is there are so many of us who don't remember our dreams. I have people say that all the time, oh, I don't dream. Or I don't remember right. my dreams. So, right. so really tell us more want... about why it is that we don't remember. It's because we simply don't train ourselves to. We never found, we never valued what was in our dreams. So why do we care what they say? But you'll notice you'll remember a nightmare, or you'll remember a highly sexually charged dream. That's when your subconscious, your superconscious, or that, what I call the superconscious, is your connection to the divine, is screaming at you to remember it. So it makes it frightening or highly sexual. So that, ah, you know, so that'll get our intention if we're scared. Right. Okay, right. scared then, or turned on, one of the two. <laughs> exactly. So if you realize the importance of your dreams, all you have to do is set an intention. I intend well, hold to on remember my dreams. Before we go into that, why would anybody really want to remember their dreams? Because you're saying they're important, but what about the people in our audience who are sitting there going, yeah, really? Remember my dreams? What's the value? 
The value is, if we look at scientists, they, Einstein used to use this technique, and so did, um, oh, shame on me. Off the top of my head, I don't know when his name pops in, I'll tell you. I'm thinking Tesla, but I'm not sure. They would take power naps with ball bearings in their hands. The reason being, they would sit down and say, I'm looking for a solution to this problem. And then they would take a power nap. And just as they're starting to get deep into sleep, their hands would relax, the ball bearings would drop, and that would startle them awake. And they would immediately recall, what was I just dreaming? What was I just thinking? And that would help them solve problems. Oh, that is interesting because, you know, I am aware that there actually have been a number of symposiums sponsored by the Templeton Society, uh, the Templeton Research Society, and they have asked Nobel laureates from around the world, do you believe that the divine or God had anything to do with your discovery that led to your Nobel Prize? And they all, almost to a one, had a story about being asleep and suddenly having a dream or mm-hmm. waking up and suddenly they had an answer Absolutely. or something like that. So there is something that happens. Now, go, go one step further with us. What is going on while we're doing what we all call sleeping? What is really going on? Because I have my own understanding of it, and I'm very curious to hear yours. Okay, this is... Of course, my interpretation of what's going on, Norris, it is not based in science. It's just based in years of being an intuit and working with people. But when you're in a dream state or when you're asleep, yes, the body has to go through that resting stage. But the dream stage is teaching you. It's giving you the answers you need to tomorrow's problems. It's assisting you. It is your higher consciousness, which is, to me, the divine. It is your guardians, your angels, whatever you want to call them, helping you using symbols to understand what it is you need. Now, that's one of the most difficult things for people is the symbolic part. But I want to add another uh, answer to my own question, which is I know that we have different structures in the brain. And we have the higher cortex where we do all the deductive reasoning, abstract thinking. That isn't complete until we're about 25, 26 years old. It's a little bit later for men, for women a little bit earlier. Uh, I actually had a coach of a certain pro um, football team say to me that he thought men got the cortex finished at age 50, but we won't go there. Uh, moving on, uh, in any case, that cortex is actually both an access point because monks who meditate over long periods of time have a much more developed, big, thick cortex. And they believe, and this isn't a belief, I, this is from you know, leading neurologists that I studied with, uh, who's a researcher at UC Berkeley, who's been studying these monks and their cortex uh, for quite some time, that the more we can access that part of the cortex that does the higher function, the more able we are to be in touch with all of those intuitive processes you just described, Nora. 
Absolutely. I 100% agree. So the scientists may just had to put that out. You guys know I'm a geek, yeah, but that's the last time I'll geek out. I'll geek out during this interview. So, Nora, why did you get interested in things like this? Well, I was intuitive since I was young. I was 13 when I first discovered that I am a natural intuit. Now, the now natural... what part of the world are you from? I'm hearing an accent that says you're coming from somewhere in the U.K., I'm actually from South Philadelphia. Are you <laughs> in, kidding in me? Yes, ma'am. And you've and, got this this bit of a UK sound in your voice. That's very interesting to me. Yeah, you know, people ask me all the time, "Where am I from?" And I just look at them. I'm like, "Didn't we go to elementary school together?" What do you mean, "Where am I from?" <laughs> That's funny. Well, the reason I ask that question is that people from certain parts of the world have more inclination toward. The intuitive, and the U.K. is one of those places, but every culture... I am of Middle Eastern descent. I am Lebanese-American. I was just going to say, there's certain parts of the world where the culture does encourage more intuitive ability. And so my belief is everybody has it. Some people are naturally gifted and can enhance it faster and go further, like a piano player, everybody can learn, in general, can learn to play the piano. But not but everybody's going to be Rachmaninoff, right? Exactly. Not everyone's okay. going to Carnegie Hall. Most of us are going to just be able to enjoy playing. Most right. people can really gain tremendous knowledge from their intuition. So now how people, do people go in? I know in your book you have some techniques. Do you mind teaching us one right now? Now, everybody, pay close attention. If you want to access your own intuition and intuitive knowledge in your dreams, Nora, give us, give us just a little sample. How can we do that? Well, the first thing that I instruct everybody is to be able to, you want to test your intuition before you trust your intuition. So you have an intuitive feeling that the gentleman you met really is, the right person for you or not the right person you get an intuitive hit you want to test that and you test it by feeling on your body whether or not it was sourced carried to you with a negative energy or with an angry energy or was it carried to you with a neutral or joyful energy now what do you mean carried to you What, what do you mean by that well Everything is energy. So an energy moves to you with a message, and that's an intuitive hit. But when you receive that intuitive hit, you actually are feeling something on your body, and you're just not aware of it because you haven't trained yourself to notice it. This is what I call the intuitive footprint. There is a, there is a sensation on your body somewhere every time you receive a message. It's just a matter of training yourself to be aware of them. Once you're aware of them, you know whether or not that came with an angry feeling behind it, even though it was a beautiful message, or that came with a joyful feeling behind it, even though it wasn't news I wanted. So, But if it's joyful, you can trust it. If it's carried on anger, you cannot trust it, which is why you need to test your intuition. Not all intuition is 100% accurate. Ah, you you need to know where it's coming from. Okay. So if you meet somebody and you check in with yourself 
and you say, did that feel joyful or was there any anger? Because I know a lot of times I'll get a hit and I'll kind of go, eh, and I'll just keep moving forward because I want to do whatever it is or I want the experience. And then later I'll look back and go, I of all people by now should be listening to myself. And I have to just forgive myself that I didn't listen. But you're saying we all get a hit. We all get a message. And what you're really encouraging us to do is to pay attention and pay train attention, ourselves but to it's ask. Not, it's not a matter, Dr. Brenda, of how did I feel? Did I feel anger? No, it's a matter of, excuse me, where on my body did I receive that sensation? Because if I received that sensation on the left side of my face, to me, Nora, that means it's coming from anger. To many of every student I've ever had and anybody who I've ever instructed on experiencing with this, they have their energy hit in different parts of their body. Ah, I see. So, so that means you sensation. have to systematically pay oh, attention yes. to really which do. part of your body is picking it up and you have so to that be you know what your own body is saying. You need to be patient and consistent, but I never teach people how to use intuition unless they're willing to go through that because you don't want to be misled. Right. I mean, not we certainly don't. Energies. None of us want to be misled. Right. And all the energies out there are not lollipops and ice cream. There are energies that look to deceive, look to So having said that, what do we do to protect ourselves from those negative energies? By being able to identify the intuitive footprint. Then you know whether or not you can trust that intuitive hit or not. Okay. It's a bit of a complex. It's really, if you sit quietly for a few moments, if you're a meditator, this is going to be so easy if you meditate. If you don't, you just have to calm yourself down, find your center, and ask. Say, I am asking my higher self. I am asking those angels and guides, my divine, Jesus, Muhammad, whoever it is you pray to. I'm asking you to show me now on my body where I sense anger. And then ask, where do I sense joy? And then you say, thank you. I'm going to ask you another two or three times today and for the next couple of days until I'm sure I have the correct information. So please don't mind my consistent asking. It's a good idea to keep asking until you get confirmation that you're absolutely sure this is your signal. Ah, I like that. So we can dial up whoever and whatever is the highest for us, our divine, the light, the energy, the love, and ask for help, and then just keep paying attention. I like now in the exercises in your book. There's one more thing that's very important. I want to get this in before uh, or while we have time here. You say with the exercises in the book, when we apply them, that we'll be able to retrieve answers about relationships. And I want to focus in on relationships. You also say finances, health, anything else. But because this is Modern Love Radio, (laughs) what's the most important thing that, say you're in a relationship where there's a challenge? The most important thing is you want to be careful in how you ask your question. You want, do not want to ask a question that, um, I'm going to use a real general one. Uh, let's say you, you're with this person, you're madly in love. 
will I get married? Well, the answer might be yes, you're going to get married, but you didn't ask, will I marry Bob, who's the person you're with? So you might not be marrying Bob. You need to be specific in your questions. Um, so you're having a struggle. Say, I use this even myself. I'm having, if I'm having a struggle in a relationship with one of my children or my spouse, my husband, I, I will say, what is it I need to say or heal in order to mend this relationship? And then I listen. And that enhances the love. And while doing that, while you're asking, it's a great idea to move the energy between you and the person whom you want to make the connection, the healing with. Move the energy in like a figure eight back and forth. Now, they don't have to be in front of you. I can move the energy right now between you and myself. And just, it's like a connection of love. I'm just imagining this big figure eight going back and forth between us. Mm-hmm. You're doing that and you're asking specifically, how do I heal this argument? What do I need to do to be of service to make this mend? You know, what, you want to be specific and then listen, listen and follow through. Now, if is it you, a good question to say what in me needs healing so that absolutely. I can make this mend? Okay, because I know working with couples for many, many years now, I found one of the most useful questions is for people to not focus on the other person, which is oh so tempting because we all know it's their fault. Of course. <laughs> it's so much more useful to say what in me needs healing so that I can look at my own. You know, I take people back through the generations because it's my experience that we're usually repeating what we've learned. Mm-hmm. And we can break those patterns. Now, is there a question that would facilitate people being able to break those old patterns? I would just ask, what is, what is the pattern that I am repeating that needs to be healed? And now, that can be heavy, Dr. Brenda. You know that. That can be yes. very heavy answer. Exactly. So you're not going to necessarily get the whole answer because your higher self knows what you can handle. So it's going to give you a piece, let you work on it, give you the next piece, let you work on it. Mm-hmm. Sort of like peeling the onion skin off exactly. of an onion. Exactly, which is what we do around here. Time. We peel that onion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the other thing I'm going to add this is for those who are wondering uh, if there's another way to get at those patterns, I would say combine looking at your genogram. You can go online or any one of my books. You'll find the genogram is a tool where you go back as far as you can in your family and ask, what went on in the relationships in my family? How And, you know, for example, uh, one of my books is called What Mama Couldn't Tell Us About Love, and unfortunately it's out Mm. of print. It's sold out at the moment. It's hard to get a copy, but Amazon does occasionally get some. What happens? uh, So this book was written specifically for African-American women or women of color. And I had a woman write me and say, I realize there wasn't a single woman in my family who was married And I cried my eyes out because I'd been repeating the pattern. But I'm writing you today 
because when I got in touch with that and I worked on it, I got married, and today is my first wedding anniversary, and I wanted to that Dr. Bunda, that has to make you feel so wonderful. Oh, I cried my eyes out when I got that I'm letter. I'm welling up, me. and it wasn't even written to me. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. so when we get in touch, my point is when we get in touch with something, we, we can use the genogram, and then I think coupling that with good training, because I'm a big proponent, let me put my plug in here, for training because there is a science to creating a great relationship. There is an actual science. We have five love labs in the United States pumping out data on what destroys relationships, what support Mm -hmm. them. And then I think, Nora, what you're saying is, and take it a step further, work with your own intuition, your own guides, your own guardians, your own angels, whatever you call that energy, and do that work with their help. And ask so we have just a couple of minutes left. I have one last question. I want to get this in. Now, we talked about couples in trouble. You alluded a little bit to people who might be looking for love and trusting where on their body that shows up, yes or no. And is there any other relationship advice you want to give from your experience as an intuitive? You get the last word. Um, I would say ask a specific question before going to bed and and have the intent. I am I am asking for an answer on where I can find the relationship that is most fulfilling for me. In my dreams, please bring that for, forth for me. Mm. And you might find that going to the particular restaurant that you enjoy isn't where you should be going. It's the little it's the little coffee shop just around the corner. All of a sudden, you're dreaming the coffee shop. Go there. Okay. Follow through with whatever advice you All right, everybody, get. write that question down if you're looking for love. Give it to us again, Nora. Um, I am asking for an answer, a clear answer in my dreams, where I should go to meet a significant person that is truly my soulmate, the person that will bring me and I can bring that person the most satisfaction. Okay. For my soulmate person who will bring me satisfaction, I'll bring them satisfaction. Everyone, I want you to get this book. The intuition is powerful. It is real. It is one of the 12 powers of the heart. You hear me talk about that. It's one of the core tools that we teach here in Modern Love Training because, after all, we want you to make a great heart connection. That's what we're all about, and we use modern science, psychology, and, yes, spiritual and intuitive tools. Nora's website is www.intointuition.com. That's I-N-T-O, into intuition. Dot com. The book, I want you to grab it, is The Science of Intuition, How to Access the Internet of Intuitive Knowledge. Thank you so much, Nora, for being our guest. Thank you. We Dr. appreciate Brenda. you. Everyone get to Eventbrite. Sign yourself up for the Modern Love Training that's coming up this Saturday, December 8th. Breaking Your Invisible Chain, Seven Steps from Frozen to Freedom and Your True Power. Thank you to our executive producer, Mr. LeGrand Green, our associate producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning, and to all you modern lovers, blessings.